Hi there, it's Nikki. I wanted to take a quick minute to make sure you knew about our free on-demand copywriting training. Whether you're brand new to copywriting or you just can't seem to hit your income goals, this training is for you. You'll learn the three secrets to landing freelance copywriting work without wasting time on frustrating job bidding sites like Upwork and Fiverr or cold calling strangers. And if you've listened to any of the student stories on this podcast, this is the exact same training they all got started with. I'm talking about Kate Kay, who's making six figures working part-time and who just retired her husband to help her run the business. Stuart, who replaced his full-time salary with freelance copywriting work, and then some. Stacy, who hit six figures in six months, her very first year as a full-time freelancer. Ashley, who landed the in-house copywriting job of her dreams. They all started with this free training, and you can get started with that same training too. Sign up right now at freecopywritingtraining.com. Are you ready to learn the keys to copywriting success? My name is Nikki Krawczyk, and I've been a copywriter for more than 20 years, writing for multi-billion dollar companies down to solopreneurs and every size business in between. My co-host Kate Sitars and I, along with the rest of the Filthy Rich Writer team, are sharing everything we've learned in our decades in the industry so that you can start and scale a successful copywriting business of your own. To us, being filthy rich means having a job you love, being good at what you do, and making great money doing it. Let's dig in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast. Hey there, Kate. Hello, hello. Hello. Uh, okay, today we are going to talk about portfolio schools, what they are, what they're good for. We're going to give you the pros and the cons. Um, and I want to start off by saying that uh, we are going to give you as even measured and unbiased of information as possible. I know that it can be like, well, pfft, Nikki and Kate, you sell a program to become professional copywriters. Uh, yes, totally true, but there's no benefit for us to keep information from you. So we're going to dig into what portfolio schools are, uh, when and how and if you should consider them, and, and when and how and if they might be a, a good choice for you. So starting out, Kate, what is a, a portfolio school, an advertising school? Yeah. So for those of you who have listened to the podcast, have dug into copywriting a little, you may have a very good idea of what a portfolio is. But for those of you who do not, um, as a copywriter, you need a portfolio and your portfolio reflects that your ability to write copy. It shows that you know how to do what it is that you say you can do. So when a client is, uh, when you're pitching a client and looking for clients and you send them to your portfolio, they have the ability to see, okay, here's uh, clients you've worked with, the challenge that you dug into and your solution. And then next to all that write up your copy and, and mm -hmm. they can yeah. see how all of that is reflected yeah. in, in what you did that you could write to a brand voice. Exactly. It's samples of your work. It's when mm -hmm. you did an email project for a client, it's your email project with some descriptions around it. When you've done mm -hmm. a banner ad for a client, it's the banner ad, the actual banner ad them itself so they can read it and see it. And then some context that you give it, which our, our CCA students know how to do. Mm -hmm. And so you're thinking, oh, I don't have any clients. How do I have a portfolio? We will link to the episode about spec ads in the show notes. So definitely check that out if you're unclear about what those are, want a refresher, whatever. Uh, but very quickly, a spec ad is a 
fake ad, if you will. And you're like, fake, that sounds terrible. No, no, no. It demonstrates your ability to write copy. So it's what you can do to fill and flesh out your portfolio before you have clients who have paid you to write a project. So it still demonstrates your ability to write copy. And so these could be spec ads that you create for uh, a fake company. You could make it up and you know, show what the challenge was and what you did. Or So my favorite example is always, I used to live in this neighborhood and dog owners would not pick up after their dogs. And I was like, I should put together a whole spec campaign. And at that point, if I actually did it, it wouldn't be spec, uh, but about why dog owners should pick up after their dogs and put little signs out and, and do a campaign. So you could do something like that and come up with an idea of, of mm-hmm. writing copy uh, out in the world. Um, but more often than not, what you would do is pick a brand. Uh, so say Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Apple, whatever, or your Joe's coffee shop, whatever, and put together an idea for something that you could do for that brand. So maybe you're showing how you could write an email for that brand or how you could uh, write a poster that they would hang in their window to get customers to come in the door, whatever it is. And so for an established brand like that, it helps the client to see that you could write in you know how to write in McDonald's brand voice or you know how to write in Microsoft's brand mm-hmm. voice or whatever. And you can demonstrate your range and ability of being able to write in a few different voices and a few different medium mm-hmm. mediums, media. <laughs> Please comment on the proper use of mediums or media. Or if you're going to be mean, then then don't. Don't, don't yes, bother yes, commenting. Don't be mean, but yes. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. For a spec ad, you, you treat it just the way you would treat a normal project, except for the fact that you don't actually have a client. You, know, you go through, you create a creative brief, and you strategize the project, and you work with a designer. You Obviously, you, you write your copy, and then you work with a designer to create a fully fleshed out piece that demonstrates your ability. And in your portfolio, you, you clearly market a spec. We're not trying to be disingenuous or, or fake or anything like that. But you demonstrate your ability to write copy for this brand and in this different style and and for this type of piece and also your ability to work with a designer. And then, of course, as you get more paid work, you'll swap out paid work for your spec pieces. Uh, That's always going to be the goal. Um, But spec pieces are a a wonderful, if not the best way to display your ability to write copy in all kinds of different brand voices and friend for lots of different projects before you've had the ability to, um, to work with a bunch of clients and have paid work in your portfolio. Mm-hmm. So a portfolio school will help you do that. It'll help you put together this portfolio. You'll be paired up with a designer and the two of you will work and collaborate together to come up with a bunch of, bunch of different concepts and then kind of narrow it down and say, what are our strongest ones? And maybe explore a couple of those options and then flesh it out. And so you have pieces for your portfolio and a CCA students might might be listening to this that didn't explore this option might be thinking, oh my gosh, I could have just gone to the school and they would have paired me with designers. Sure. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, but obviously there are a, a few additional pieces to that. And if you mm-hmm. are a CCA student, you're listening to this and you're like, but that's what I'm already doing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. If you're in the CCA, don't worry about it. Now you don't need to go mm-hmm. to portfolio school. But um, some other additional elements that you should know about portfolio schools is that they are their, their full-time workloads. Most portfolio schools are like two years worth of additional schooling, you know, like getting a, going to a master's program or something like that. So it's, it's often, I've seen some that are one, but it's usually two years work worth of uh, a full-time workload. So Mm -hmm. that's something to consider. Um, You're working on their schedule. You're kind of following what they're teaching. Uh, There's a little, obviously less flexibility in, and what you're able to do in that time frame. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. So if you have two years to to go back for additional schooling, awesome. Um, but along with that is also the cost of portfolio schools. Portfolio schools are an additional two years of uh, schooling, which if you're in the United States, you know how expensive that can be. Um, we have done a fair amount of research and the vast, vast majority of portfolio schools fall in a range of um, $33,000 to we've seen some at around $88,000 for the program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you've just gotten out of college or you're eager to get a job or say you're like many of us and still paying off student loans, it might not be your favorite option to explore portfolio school with that very significant additional cost or, Mm -hmm. you know, taking out another loan on top of your student loans. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So please be clear, portfolio schools can be amazing and very valuable. And if you have two years free and if you have an extra $33,000 to $88,000, then absolutely go to portfolio schools. They they exist for a reason and they can be fantastic. Now, <laughs> we exist for a reason too. Uh, quite frankly, we exist because most people don't have a free two years and don't have uh, or aren't willing to spend that much money to go to portfolio school. The thing is, is that you don't have to be in an in-person program to still get all of those same benefits. And and don't get me wrong, it is it can be very beneficial if you're the kind of person who needs a very structured schedule and needs to be meeting in person and needs all of that then that would be another another uh, argument for portfolio school. If however, uh, you can follow steps and take action and you don't have to take full-time action by any means, but if if you can follow steps, then you can still absolutely build out a, a really fantastic portfolio of spec pieces um, the way that our CCA students have. You don't have to be in person to be learning this, and you also don't have to be in person to collaborate, to find and collaborate with a designer. It is, don't get me wrong, boy, does that make it easier that they just pair you up with a designer. That's awesome. But guess what? You are building a new career, and if you want to be as as successful as many of our students are, if you want to get into that six-figure-a-year range, yeah, there are going to be a couple of things that you have to do that maybe you don't feel like doing or that present a little bit of a, ooh, this is a little bit outside of my comfort zone. Um, But you can do it. You know, in our program, we give you all of the steps to go out and find design partners yourself. And part of why that's so important is that you also build a network of designers that you can work with in the future. You work with them on your spec pieces, and then in the future, you have those designers to work with later on. Mm-hmm. I think the other big thing to note, and you may have heard one to two years in portfolio school, Nikki and Kate, am I going to spend one to two years before I can have a portfolio? Absolutely not. I think that's the other big difference is that you do not have to spend one or two years building your portfolio. The vast, vast majority of CCA students do it a lot, lot faster than that. Like I would say within, it it ranges obviously based on your schedule. If you're working part-time, a lot of students are doing this, you know, in in a couple of hours a week uh, after their full-time jobs or on the weekends. And so it, it, it really depends on your schedule, but the vast, vast majority of folks are not spending two years creating a portfolio because 
you don't have to take that long to build build a portfolio. Um, Is there a lot to dig into and learn? Sure. But there's so much you can dig into and you will be learning as you go that you can build, you know, really like maybe three to five spec pieces to have a portfolio that you are Uh good to go and start sharing with clients. And so you can start, you can even start finding clients before you have spec piece in your portfolio. These are not it doesn't have to be so linear. I think we think of a linear path of step one, step two, and yes, to some extent, but at a certain point, you know, you're going to be reaching out for design partners. And as you kind of wait to hear back and follow up with those design partners, there are elements of your own portfolio that you can be creating in the meantime. And Mm -hmm. so you'll have a couple of different things. And it's really the first point in your copywriting career where you'll be managing a couple of different projects, if you will. And that's what you're going to do when you have a couple of different clients and you have a couple of different mm-hmm. projects. You're going to be managing, you know, this one's just kicking off and this one I'm in the writing phase of, and maybe this one I'm in a revision phase of with a client. And so this is very similar in that you're kind of kicking off finding a designer while you also are building the other elements of your portfolio mm-hmm. because you can do that on your own. Your portfolio yeah. is copywriting and that yeah. copywriting is really your first project that you can show clients that you know how to write to an audience, which is your prospective client. Mm-hmm. And so this process, again, it, it depends on who you are and we'll link to the, the how, how soon can make, I become a copywriter episode just so you get more of a sense of why that is and kind of some of the different, different variables that go into that. But it's not going to take you two years to build your portfolio. Yeah. For me, as, as a professional, as an adult, yes, it can be nice to have s- external structure, but I need the flexibility to do things on a self-paced basis. I need to move faster when I want to move faster. I need to move slower when I want to move slower. And that for me, that's a part, that's a problem with portfolio schools uh, is that it, you have to wait two years. Whereas uh, with programs like ours, um, okay, specifically ours, uh, you can move at your own pace and and start earning a lot sooner. Um, and as Kate was saying, you don't even necessarily have to have your portfolio finished before you start landing clients. Yes, there are certain level clients that will expect to see a portfolio if you're pitching to agencies or pitching to a higher level client, absolutely. Um, but as our CCA students know, we, we teach you how to find clients that are that you can absolutely have an impact with, help them grow their business, but don't necessarily know to look for a portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's beneficial for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think maybe the last point that you might be thinking about is like, well, but if I graduate from a portfolio school, then I'm going to have that. I'm going to be able to say I'm a graduate of this program. I'm going to have their certification. Or I'm going to have their, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, and again, our CCA students know what we, we teach about certificates. Uh, and that's that a certificate doesn't prove anything. It only proves that you have paid to be certified in something. It doesn't prove a level of quality. It doesn't prove uh, competency. It competency. It doesn't prove anything. Mm-hmm. The, the outcome of a program like ours or portfolio school is is the same. As the, the goal is you have a portfolio. Um, and quite frankly, with the portfolio scope, there's there's no guarantee of of landing clients. There, there's not a guarantee with ours as well. You have to do the work, obviously. Um, but we built this program because there's a system for finding and landing clients that we teach. It's not just building a portfolio. So I think that's the other big difference. If you're wondering, um, you know, portfolio school, you're not going to necessarily be taught how to 
find clients. I, I think a lot of people go to portfolio school and maybe then they start applying to an agency type of job versus necessarily freelancing. And they might freelance, but they don't come out of portfolio school with a method for finding those clients per se. And so the outcome really is, is the same though, is that you're going to have work that shows that you know how to write copy. Mm-hmm. And that's what clients are going to look at. They're not yes. going to look at the the certificate or a degree. Um, and if you have a college degree, that is awesome. We very much support personal growth and education mm-hmm. and in any way that you do it is is to be celebrated. But when it comes to copywriting clients, uh, what they're going to look at is is the same no matter what path you take is is what is what is their por- what is on their portfolio does it show that they know the principles of copywriting do they understand features versus benefits do they know what a call to action is and have a very clear one in the copy samples that they're showing me is it a cohesive piece that you know that follows a concept and goes throughout the whole piece and is is all tied together and there's not extra information that doesn't need to be there those sorts of things did they write to the brand voice and so no matter what path you choose to get that education what the client sees, the end product is, is they're going to be looking at the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so exactly. the goal, no matter what, is to be able to demonstrate that. Yeah. A certificate means nothing. And in fact, it can mean less than nothing. If you go into a creative director's office and you say, I have a certificate, you're going to get laughed out of the room because they don't care. It's the, the quality of your portfolio. And again, a great portfolio is great. You then also have to know how to land clients. Otherwise you don't have a, if you have a great portfolio, but you don't know how to get clients, you have half of a career. And unfortunately it's not as simple as just, well, I'm just going to apply for copywriting jobs because now I have a portfolio. I'll be able to find copywriting jobs. It's not that simple as anybody who's ever applied for a job before knows. First of all, it's, it's not easy to just apply for and land a job. And second of all, there are a lot of different parameters that go into applying for copywriting jobs that are but don't apply to other types of jobs. Maybe just most obvious is the fact that you're a writer. So you better have a really fantastic cover letter, really fantastic means of reaching people and connecting with people and helping to helping them to understand why you are the person for this position. But um, there are all kinds of other things to factor into that. But if, if you have a great portfolio and you don't know how to get work from it, then well, then you don't. I would have argue a you don't even have a career. Yeah, yeah, it's not a half a career. It's it's you have a portfolio, mm-hmm. which is a great first step, but you you don't have income, which is what we need to pay the bills. The portfolio on its own does not pay the bills, sadly. Yeah, um, and I think the other big thing to think about too is that yes, at a portfolio school, you'll be paired up with designers, and there'll be other creatives in the room, and you can build connections. But those same connections are available to you right now. Uh, building connections just because you're in the same physical space, you still have to work to make a connection with another human. It's not just by virtue of being next to someone that suddenly you're, you're professional colleagues and you're going to give each other jobs. There's, there's relationship building and you have that same ability right now. So whether it's going to industry events in your town or in a nearby city, whatever the closest kind of bigger market is that might host these events that you could go to. Uh, you can connect on LinkedIn. The one very, very beautiful thing that came out of the pandemic, and I know you're thinking like nothing beautiful came out of the pandemic, Kate. Yes, it was a terrible, terrible time. But I think the nice silver lining is that people are very much used to connecting online even more than they were before the pandemic. I've been remote since 2015 and I've noticed a huge difference. I used to take phone calls back in 2016 and I was remote and I haven't been on a phone call. I can't tell you it's all Zoom or Google Meets or whatever, um, Skype even still. So 
you can make these connections and they can be just as impactful. I've had some great professional relationships with people, humans, I still have not met yet in real life. And um, I'm sure I will, our paths will cross one day uh, in this wide world, but you can have some really, really uh, great relationships. You just, again, no matter what, whether you're going to portfolio school or you're doing it a different route, um, like the CCA, you still have to build, put work to build in those relationships. Um, but you can do it. There are multiple ways to do it. There are multiple ways to go about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So is portfolio school a viable option? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and if you choose to go that route, fantastic. Um, but we wanted to make sure that you understood what it involves and also that you understood that it's it's not the only route. And sometimes sometimes paying for that extra schooling or paying for that, you know, the taking out student loans for additional schooling is not necessarily the most strategic way yeah. to go. Well, so. it's good marketing, right? On their part of like, oh, it, it makes me feel more professional, right? Because I'll have this degree. I mean, sure, will you get something out of it? Absolutely. But I think a lot of programs that say we'll reward a certificate or will reward a degree, in, especially in an industry like copywriting where you don't need that, it's just all good marketing of you get this thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But people in the industry know that that doesn't actually doesn't matter. matter, which stinks. I know, but it's, mm -hmm. you got to do the work. That's Got to respect good marketing. Yeah, yeah, you do. You got to. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So now that you know, you have the ability to make an informed decision. Uh, and that's all that we want for you to make the decision that is right for you. And so with that, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everybody. Like what you heard? Subscribe to the Build Your Copywriting Business podcast so you never miss any copywriting tips, tools, or tactics. And if you think copywriting might be right for you, check out our free on-demand video training at freecopywritingtraining.com. We'll catch you in the next episode.